0: Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC.
1: All right, buddy. So, hey, that's all I got around the league. But, uh, hey, I've got a great interview lined up here. Been wanting to get some intel on the Auburn Tigers. So let's kick it over to our interview with Nathan King of Auburn Undercover, part of the uh, 24-7 Sports Network. War damn eagle. All right, we're pleased now to be joined by Nathan King, and you can follow him on the Twitters, at by Nathan King. He covers the Auburn Tigers for Auburn Undercover of the 24-7 Sports Network, and you got to check out his podcast, Auburn Undercover. Nathan, thanks so much for joining me here. I really do appreciate you.
0: Yeah, of course, Mike.
1: Hope you guys are doing well. Yes, sir. Well, hey, let's just get right down to it. Because uh, you know, there was so much speculation and there just has been for so many years that Gus Malzon was on the hot seat. Is he is he, isn't he, all that? And then here we go and one of the most bizarre coaching searches of the year, end up with Brian Harson. Just what's your overall thoughts on 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 that whole deal and and if you think uh you know, Auburn made the right move finally pulling the plug on Gus Malzahn.
0: Yeah, well, anytime you have to move on, I mean, there are some circumstances, I guess, where it's an easy decision, um, but I don't think this was one of them with Gus Malzahn, uh, certainly one of the more successful coaches in recent SEC history. you look at the way he was able to, you know, kind of elevate the Auburn program, I think the, the big thing that he did that Brian Harson is going to have to follow up on um, is he raised the floor at Auburn, and, and that showed – in the frustration that Auburn fans had in his final few seasons. Um, look, I mean, they were never really that bad, but it was just the fact that um the expectations became so high. Um and maybe that first season where he took them to the national title game, um obviously they lost to Florida State. Maybe that was a bit of a double edged sword because obviously that was a great season for the program, but people might have sort of um cut his leash a little bit short because most coaches, you know, they get a few years um, a bit of a grace period. He didn't really get that because people just sort of thought, okay, well, well, we're good right now, so let's go ahead and get rolling. He didn't really get a chance to uh, have any sort of fallback and get to take his lumps or anything like that. But I, I personally you know, think it was probably the right move at the right time uh, because he was just kind of going to be a dead man walking in in 2021. The fan frustration and uh, the word I like to use was the gust fatigue. Um, had pretty much just reached an all-time high. Auburn fans have a lot of respect for him and what he brought to the program, but uh, I can say they're really, really excited for Brian Harsin now because, you know, anytime you turn over a new program like that and you you get a new coach on board, um, things just feel fresh, things just feel new, and I think with Gus Melzahn in his last few years for all the success that he had, um, that wasn't really the way you could describe the Auburn program was fresh and new. It was always just sort of um, running in place, especially on offense. And things weren't getting where they wanted to be. So I thought Brian Harson was a really good hire. Um, I, he was one of Alan Green's, the athletic director, one of the top guys on his board. Um, it was a crazy coaching search, but I think they came away with a guy that um, he's won a lot of games. And, I mean, there's pretty much nothing you can say bad about his resume that he's got so far.
1: Well, one last thing I wanted to ask you about, Gus, real quick. Are you surprised at all that, um, you know, we haven't seen more from him? in terms of maybe landing another job or, or do you have any idea if maybe he's just planning to sit 2021 out or what are your thoughts on that?
0: I am not surprised at all. Um, and that's just because I always told people because people would say these things like, um, you know, Oh, I don't envy him, you know, or I or, did, you know, it's like, Oh wow. I'd like to get, you know, fired and paid millions of dollars. The thing about Gus Malzahn was he didn't really care about money that much. Um, I always said that, all he wants to do is coach football, come home at the end of the day, and probably sit in his rocking chair and drink some sweet tea. I mean, that he's just a very simple guy, a very simple Southern guy. Um, and I think right now, look, he has a great family. Um, I to, got to know his wife, Christy Malzon is a wonderful person. I uh, got to know her a little bit when she was here at Auburn. And I think he's just enjoying some time with them. Um, honestly, Christie's been posting pictures of them um, just traveling to a bunch of different golf courses and just taking some vacation time. So Auburn's a stressful job, man. I mean, it's so, so much expectations um, in the SEC. I would not be surprised at all if he takes the year off, but I do think he's still got that coaching inch. I don't think he's he's not done by far. Um, so maybe in 2022 you'll see him come back. But, I mean, maybe, you know, something like UCF is open now. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe something like that. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of see him just sitting this one out and uh, sort of relaxing and, and taking some time off after a pretty stressful job at Auburn.
1: Now looking uh, ahead to Brian Harson, his first staff, it's come together. And, you know, I think it's pretty interesting the way he's kind of put this staff together. It, it certainly seems like he's got some West Coast ties, ties that he's had probably for a while. He's got – some SEC vets. He's got some Auburn alums and hell, he's got about half the South Carolina coaching staff on his roster. So I want to, I want to start right there. What, what in the hell is the deal with him and uh, just stealing coaches from South Carolina? And you could even, I don't know uh, if you've reached out to your, your colleagues there at the big spur, but they thought they were getting Derek Mason too. So I'm kind of counting him in, in one is as, uh, as that Brian Harson probably stole from the Gamecocks.
0: Yeah, somebody said – I can't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted after he got one of the guys. I don't even think he's done raiding their staff yet. Um, But somebody said, um, I don't know what Shane Beamer did to Brian (laughs) Harson to make him mad or make him upset, but he probably won't do it again. Um, I mean, if you ask Brian Harson about it, it it's probably just going to be a complete coincidence um, that, that all those guys decided to come to Auburn. Um, who do we got going down the line here? I guess Mike Bobo is probably the the biggest name out of those, and that was one I kind of had the and of the, the whole retreading in the coaching industry. Obviously, in some circumstances, it's better than others. But Mike Bobo had just become kind of a stale name in the past few years. But the more that I thought about it, his offensive systems kind of mix well with Harson. They're both uh, multiple, you know, kind of mixing in some spread, and they both have a lot of success with quarterbacks in the past. So the more I thought about it, it's like, okay, Bobo's going to be the play caller. Harson's just going to kind of be there to install the offense, and they're really going to kind of share the same brain. I kind of understood where he was going with that. Um, obviously, Will Friend, I mean, that was a guy who technically was a South Carolina coach, but, I mean, he's been at Tennessee the past three years, and he was only at South Carolina for like a couple weeks. Tracy mm-hmm. um, Rocker obviously is not a thing anymore. Um, Auburn officially told us this morning that he – um, he's no longer on the staff. I don't know what he's doing. Um, Pete Sammel reported that he's going to the NFL. Um, we don't know anything about that so far, but um, yeah, he didn't stay very long, so they still have an open spot to fill. It feels kind of weird, that um, I guess they're kind of vetting defensive line coach candidates at the moment, but uh, I have no idea. I have no idea why uh, you know Brian Harson attacked South Carolina the way he did. Uh, all I know is it adds some uh, just an interesting narrative because they're going back and playing that game again in Columbia um, this fall. So there should be uh, should be some bad blood there. It should make for a good game.
1: Now you, you referenced there a little bit, I was going to ask you about this, uh, Brian Harson's comments. We played him on the last podcast just on how he's kind of going to marry a lot of offensive ph- philosophies with, within the staff. And obviously that's always been kind of a touchy subject there on the plains with Gus Melzon. how much input – did he have on the offense and the play calling what's the feedback that you're getting you know just from whether it's people within the around the program or maybe even just the fans uh, how are they taken to brian harson kind of taking a more hands-off approach on the offense uh, there at auburn
0: yeah um it's certainly a relief i think for most people um not that i ever thought necessarily that gus Malzahn made the wrong decisions whenever he decided to do it I I just thought he should have stuck to something Mm -hmm. um I think I think it was a big reason why Auburn's offense has struggled um for a few years under him you can't expect I mean I I talk about all the time that Bo Nix now he's going to be on his third offensive coordinator um he's also going to be on his third play caller so I mean you just can't really expect an offense to continue to grow um when things are being shifted like that the offensive coordinator was being shifted the play caller is being shifted um, I think that's something Harson was very intentional about doing early on and saying, look, Bobo's going to call the plays. Um, I don't think that's something that is going to change over the course of the season. I think that's something that is a big reason why he hired him. He trusts him, um, he's watched what he's done at the past. In the past, um, Harson told us when he was at Texas in the early 2010s as an offensive coordinator. I don't really know how they got to know each other, but he and Mike Bobo. Um, developed a pretty close relationship. So I think the biggest thing so far with Harson, as it relates to the offensive staff, something that really stuck out to me when we got to talk to him last week, um, he said, everything is on the table right now. Um, Everything is open. He wants open conversations. He said any sort of coach, doesn't matter if they're a position coach, a coordinator, whatever, um, is always open to come and talk to him and say, hey, I don't think we're doing this right. And he'll sit there and have a discussion with that coach about, okay, how should we make this better, he said. Um, they're already having some healthy arguments in that building about how to make things better. And so um, just from a mindset perspective, obviously, you know, it's talking season and everybody's going to say the right things. But I think from a mindset perspective, when you look back at what kind of hindered Gus Malzahn, I think that's definitely what Auburn fans want to hear is that Brian Harson will be able to lean on his assistant coaches a little bit in his first year in the SEC.
1: Now, do you have any insight on how Bo Nix has taken to the hiring of Harsin and Mike Bobo and and just I just haven't heard anything since uh, these hires have been made.
0: Yeah, I think Bo is a big fan um, of Bobo. I think anybody that was on the Auburn team um, that knows anything about how Boise State has been successful in recent years, um, they understand that, OK, all right, they hired the Boise State coach. Well, he's won a lot of games. That's what a bunch of players are saying. They're, you know, well, he's just a winner. Um, from Bo Nix's perspective, I mean, he was a big guts guy. Right, He and Gus were kind of uh, tied at the hip, and um, you know, Gus could have pulled him during his freshman season, but he committed to Bo Nicks for the future. He didn't just commit to him for the 2019 season. He thought, all right, I'm going to win championships with this guy in the future. I can't quit on him now. Um, so it was tough for Bo Nicks when Gus Malzahn was let go just because um, he did have that really good relationship with him. But Mike Bobo, anytime you've got that kind of pedigree um, with quarterbacks like Bobo does, obviously producing a bunch of good ones, at Georgia, and then Harson, as well has a bunch of good quarterbacks under his belt, uh, namely Kellen Moore. Anytime you bring guys like that together, Auburn really hasn't had something like that in the past decade. I mean, not that I can think of, decade plus, I really can't think of um, a coordinator-head coach duo for Auburn that has been this combination of quarterback gurus. So um, that has to excite Bo Nix, and it'll be interesting to see how different um, this offense looks. But one thing's for sure, Bobo's going to try to figure out what Bonix's strengths are very soon once they get to the practice field. Um, and this offense will be based entirely on that.
1: Uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about the coaching staff, Travis Williams, Rodney Gardner, two very popular names down there on the planes. Any idea why those guys, you know, weren't retained and, and maybe if the doors open for Gardner to maybe return with a, uh, Uh, with the defensive line coach leaving the program? Um,
0: I don't believe the door is open for Garner. Um, I mean, anything is possible, obviously. We've seen in this coaching search that a lot of things have kind of changed. But I just say that because he's not a name that we've heard. Now, tomorrow morning we might see that he's a name now, you know. But just as of right now, uh, that's not something that we're necessarily keyed into. Um, And then with Travis Williams and just kind of the reasoning, why harson didn't retain them i mean this is what auburn fans wanted from the beginning with their head coach they did not want a hamstrung head coach um they did not want somebody who's going to be told what to do and so i think if you had told auburn fans at the beginning of this whole process hey your new head coach is only going to retain one guy other than that he's going to bring in the people that he wants um i think auburn fans would be pretty happy with that that's what they wanted they wanted a culture change um and when you have progress like this and you kind of flip over a program you're going to lose some good names um I'm I'm super high on Travis Williams um just knowing him a little bit and I mean just coaching aside because I mean coaching speaks for itself He he's a great recruiter he, his linebackers have been dynamite over the past few years um he's a wonderful human being and I definitely expect him to be a head coach in the future so maybe one day he'll become Auburn's defensive coordinator or, or maybe one day he'll he'll come back and become a head coach. I think that's what a lot of Auburn fans want, because he's definitely somebody that was uh, that was beloved by Auburn fans during his time with the program, and, and people are really thankful for that.
1: All right, I wanted to ask you about recruiting. Any surprise that, uh, you know, maybe it's not a lot of fans, but it seems like it's the most vocal that we notice more often than not. But I've seen a lot of Auburn fans kind of upset at just the team's recruiting, uh, I guess since Brian Harson got there, I mean, the, the guy just got there on Christmas Eve, I think it was. But uh, any surprise that, uh, you know, fans are, are voicing their frustration over where Auburn is at on the recruiting trail at the moment?
0: Um, no, I'm not surprised at all at Auburn fans <laughs> being annoyed at stuff ever. <laughs> um, just because this fan base likes to moan and groan about everything. I think it's just impatience. Um, I mean, there, there just hasn't been a lot of people popping. Um, I mean, I think if you – now, look, Auburn's going to fill out this 2021 class. I mean, somehow they're going to do it, um, whether it's with the transfer portal, which Brian Harson said they're going to hit, slash they've already been hitting. Um, they're going to reoffer some players. I thought that was an interesting comment from him that if Gus Malzahn's staff didn't like him, that doesn't mean that Brian Harson's staff doesn't. Um, I, I think, you know, you're going to have these guys at the end. What is it, next Wednesday is the, is the signing spot. period. You're going to have these guys sign um, – come next Wednesday. It's just that you're not getting them committed right now. You know, they're all going to come on signing day. And so I think that that kind of plays into the impatience. Something uh, interesting, I mean, I don't cover recruiting, but something interesting that uh, Keith Niebuhr, our recruiting guy at Auburn Undercover, said on our last podcast was he thinks Mike Bobo could be the best recruiter on this staff just because of his SEC experience. Um, I mean, you look at the five stars that he reeled in there at Georgia, and he thinks Bobo is going to sort of have a, overseer role on this staff and sort of help out some of the younger guys like a Will Friend or a a Cadillac Williams and a Cornelius Williams and kind of tell those guys, you know, Hey, here's what you should be doing. Here's the kind of um, way you should attack these certain areas. Um, So I thought that was interesting, you know, because Mike Bobo definitely one of the older kind of more sage guys on the staff, but uh, uh, Keith is pretty high on him as a recruiter. So that's something really big for me because this staff, Absolutely has to recruit. I mean, you've got to pull in top ten classes every year to even sniff the playoffs, so um we'll we'll see how they do that in the future because they're certainly well I think they're forty ninth overall class right now. um They've certainly got a bit of an uphill battle for the next couple of years.
1: I'm glad you talked about Bobo there because he's kind of tied to my next question. You know, you just I know you're not a a big recruiting guy, but they are at Auburn is after five star quarterback Gunner Stockton, and you know he's got a long standing relationship with Mike Bobo. He was committed to South Carolina when Bobo was there. As soon as Bobo jumped ship to Auburn, Gunner Stockton decommitted from uh, the Gamecock. So, I mean, you're putting the pieces together. It, would a pending commitment of a Gunner Stockton maybe that's the thing that uh, just gets this ball rolling for this staff on the recruiting trail? Could you see something like that happening?
0: Oh yeah. Um, I mean, if if that happens, I mean, Auburn fans would definitely be. Uh, Pretty pleased with that. I mean, you look at Gunnar Stockton, number one dual-threat quarterback in the country for 2022, uh, five-star prospect. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I had never watched his film until Auburn hired Mike Bobo. Um, This dude is legit. Like, he is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're talking about needing a quarterback in every class, and Auburn's done that for the past few years, getting at least least one quarterback in every class so you don't have any sort of drop-off. You look for the next couple years, and if you're wanting to say, you know, if you're of the opinion that Harson and Bobo are good quarterback developers, you look at the tools that they've got. I mean, yeah, which is a veteran Bonex, who I think should be good. He, he needs to be good when he's a junior and a senior. A veteran Bonex, and then Demetrius Davis, who looks like Lamar Jackson in high school. And then Gunnar Stockton, who's another five star quarterback. I mean, that is a lot of tools to play with um, if you're Mike Bobo and Brian Harson moving forward. So, oh, 100%. I mean, uh, Keith, has, Keith has crystal balled him to Auburn, and that, that sort of looks like the way that a lot of people are leaning, like you said, very close um, with Mike Bobo and his family. Um, Connor Shaw, who is an assistant on the South Carolina staff, um, he, he was pretty close to Gunnar Stockton slash is, and everyone was just kind of wondering which of those two relationships had went out. Um, and a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Bobo. That that longstanding relationship with Gunner and his family is is going to win out in the end. And most people think he'll be an Auburn Tiger one day. So I mean, that would be absolutely huge for the future of this offense.
1: All right, last question for you, Nathan. Assuming that we have a normal spring practice, as much as a normal spring as we can get in a in a day pandemic here, uh, what's what are the one one or two things that you're going to be looking? forward most to seeing with this Auburn football team uh, under Brian Harson.
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what Derek Mason does um, on defense um, because he, we are changing now. You're going to see a different base set for this defense changing over from what Kevin Steele did with the 4 two fives. now Derek Mason. Um, with the 3-4, you're talking about a lot of players that he's inheriting um, that, are, that weren't recruited to play the system. I was doing a story the other day, kind of looking at the returning production that Auburn had at each of its position groups and in some occasions it's hard to see okay well is this guy going to be a nickel corner or is he going to be an outside corner in this new defense is this guy going to be an inside or an outside linebacker um it's just kind of hard to tell because they weren't told to do the same things that they're going to be told to do now so i'll start with the defense um it'll be interesting to see um i i don't i'm not going to hold my breath i don't think we're going to be at practice i don't i don't see that happening so that's kind of unfortunate um, but just from what we're able to gather, hopefully that'll be a good bit from practice. And then on the other side, I mean, it, it's going to start up front with this offensive line um, because Auburn, they get everybody back. And I feel like for the past couple of years, we've been saying that, you know, look at all these pieces that Auburn gets back on the offensive line. It's like, but, but is that a good thing, you know, or, or do they need some, some new pieces in there? Um, so that's quite a challenge for Will Friend. You know, do you stick with the same offensive line from last season But that- I think had a really good year um, for a lot of the season. And then sometimes, especially in pass protection, um, they really broke down a lot of that fell on Bo Nix as well. So I'll be interested to see how the offensive line shakes out. And then obviously everybody's always going to have an eye on Bo Nix and, and Mike Bobo and see how that marriage is going too.
1: All right. He's Nathan King of Auburn Undercover. Don't forget to give him a follow at by Nathan King. And don't forget to subscribe to the Auburn undercover podcast to get all your Auburn football info. Nathan, thanks so much for joining us. I really do appreciate you.
0: Yes, sir. Of course. Thanks for having me. Take
1: care. Just want to say thanks again to Nathan King. You can follow him at by Nathan King from the Auburn undercover 24 seven sports network. Really appreciate him hopping on the, the show here. And, doing a deep dive on the Auburn Tigers and this is kind of what I was talking about I'm trying to do more of these particularly in the offseason I got a lot more time to uh, go around the league so gonna try to get some South Carolina and Vanderbilt uh, insiders here to talk about their coaching moves and and hopefully my goal is to get hit on all these teams before and during spring practice and and keep providing you guys some great content but just wanted to, again, say thanks to, to Nathan, man. I thought, uh, you know, some really good stuff here from the Auburn Tigers and, and their new staff. I love it, man. I, lo- I always love a peek behind the curtain. And, and this guy, you know, that's one thing he's really known for. Good Twitter follow, too. Uh, turn your notifications on when, when Auburn's got some crazy news going on. But uh, I, I just I thought, again, great interview. Um, I I like this, Mike. I like
0: bouncing around here. Uh, have, Have you got anything else lined up for us?